Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Yo, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about three surprising confidence hacks to eliminate anxiety, help you feel a lot more relaxed, calm, peaceful, focused, less in your head, less stressed, and and ultimately enjoying your life more. And of course, when you're less anxious, you can go out and do things more in the world. You can take on risks. You can take new action because that sense of threat and, and tension is no longer there in your nervous system. And the more threatened and tense and contracted we are, the less likely it is to take risks, put ourselves out there, start conversations, make friends, develop your social life, be more of a leader in your work or career. I mean, all of that goes down um, as we get more tense, as our anxiety goes up. So I'm excited to share these with you. And the cool thing about these is these are not um, like big, long processes, like learning how to be on your own side. You know, I talked about the three pillars of confidence uh, recently. Learning how to be on your own side is in- extremely important. In fact, it's one of the pillars of confidence. But it's a, it's a big process. I mean, it starts with a decision, but there's a lot you need to learn. You need to study yourself. You need to pay attention. You need to take notes. You need to challenge the critic. You need to do all kinds of practices to learn how to be on your own side. And it's worth it, by the way. But the cool thing about these hacks is you don't need to learn anything. You just need to do them. And when you do them, you feel better. So it's kind of like immediate response and feedback. So I'm going to dive into those in just one second. I want to let you know that the early bird for my next live event, the Ultimate Confidence Breakthrough, is ending today. So now is the time to get a ticket. If you've been thinking about it, I talked about it in last week's episode. And uh, I can't speak highly enough of the live events and the changes that people make, the rapid progress, the growth. So if you benefit from this podcast, if you like listening to me, you resonate with me, you will get a ton out of the weekend. I know that. The only people that won't are people that like, who is this guy? I don't like him. Why am I here? <laughs> then you resist and then it's not going to work. But everyone there knows me in some way, has read one of my books or listened to my podcast or something. So they know that they like my approach, my style. And it's just going deeper. And if, we, if you're really serious about making big progress, that's how we do it, is we immerse ourselves. And I've been to live events myself over the last 15 years. I mean, so many, I can't even keep track anymore. Because I know that immersing myself in an environment, whether it's for business training or a personal growth, a meditation retreat, just immersing myself makes me make those changes much faster. So go to confidenceunleashednow.com slash event confidenceunleashednow.com slash event uh, or the socialconfidencecenter.com uh, page it's my homepage, and there's an events tab there to find out more about the event and get your ticket um, the uh, the normal price is $19.97 for the event but during the early bird it's 50% off and it's $9.97 and that ends today and again the event itself is in June June 22nd through 24th in Portland, Oregon So check that out, and let's talk about these surprising confidence hacks. 
So these are three things that I have been doing, some of them shorter, as in as, as little as a month, and some of them longer, as in for years. So let me, uh, let's dive right in. The first thing is breathing. I know, I know. Breathing, come on, man, where's the good stuff? Well, hear me out. So, you know, we, we know that breathing is important, and we know that shallow breathing, which is just rapid breathing into the upper part of your chest, increases anxiety. When you're anxious, when you're tense, when you're stressed, if you pay attention to your breathing, that is how you will breathing. Be breathing. You'll be breathing shallow. In the upper part of your chest means your stomach is probably tight. Your stomach is not moving in and out. A proper breath is one in which you breathe fully, deeply into your lungs and your belly expands out. Not contracts in. Your belly moves out as you breathe in and then comes back towards your spine as you breathe out. So it's like a balloon is filling up every time you breathe in, in your belly. I know this is different than what we've been taught, which is to suck our bellies in and stand up with our chest, uh, military style, but that's terrible for your breathing and your, your overall confidence and ultimate health. So breathing into our bellies. That's not the hack, though. You probably already know that. You probably already heard that. Here's the hack. There's two different kinds of breathing that I've been experimenting with that have been uh, extremely helpful. The first is from a fellow named Wim Hof. If you haven't heard of him, go check him out. Go to YouTube and type in Vice, V-I-C-E, documentary. Vice, documentary, Wim Hof. Check him out. There's a 45-minute documentary about who he is, what he's up to. He is known as the Iceman. Uh, He's a Dutch athlete, and he has a bunch of world records for crazy feats of ice endurance, cold endurance, as well as just endurance in general. And really, he's kind of cracked the code that a lot of Um, Tibetan monks and other people throughout history have learned how to do, which is you have more control and influence over your autonomic nervous system than you think you do. That's the um, the sort of what what is thought to be unconscious part of you, like your heart rate, um, oxygen levels, temperature, these things that uh, immune system, these things that were thought of like, oh, that's out of your conscious control actually can be controlled if you develop that self, that, that, that ability in yourself. And the cool thing about Winhoff is he just makes it very accessible for the average person. It's part of his mission is to teach this stuff. So he has this breathing technique that he teaches that is extremely powerful. And I've been doing it consistently for months now and have noticed an extreme benefit. And I would highly recommend that you do this. Now, I'm going to put a caveat in here, which is, um, you know, obviously check out his stuff directly to find out more details uh, do not do this or anything else without first consulting a physician and determining if this is the right path for you. This is for entertainment purposes only and me just sharing about my own experience. Now, having said that, um, here's what I do. And uh, after you've done all those things that I said, if you want to experiment, here's what you do. You just do, uh, It's a, he does 30 breaths where you are hyper-oxygenating your, broad, your body, which just means taking in a lot of oxygen and clearing out the CO2. So the way you do that is you take a full deep breath in through your nose or mouth, whichever you like, And it sounds like this. And you let it out. So I'm just going to do a few so you can hear my breathing. Now for this one, you don't have to focus too much on the belly breathing. You can try to breathe into your belly, but the key is just to take in a lot of oxygen and let it out. A lot of oxygen, let it out. And he has people do it 30 times in a row. Sometimes more, sometimes 40, but minimum 30. And... When you first start doing it, you're going to get lightheaded. Well, at least I did. 
Uh, you can get lightheaded, other sensations that are sort of strange. You can feel kind of uncomfortable, sort of like a workout or a sprint is a little uncomfortable or a lot uncomfortable. And you just kind of move through it. And that's part of the benefit of this exercise is you're moving into the discomfort. Because getting into your autonomic nervous system kind of involves getting into some sort of discomfort. And so we ask people to do that for 30 breaths. Then after the last breath, after your exhale, you hold your breath for as long as you can. As long as it's reasonable, you don't need to like totally stress yourself out. Obviously, you need to do this while you're sitting and not driving, not walking, not running, not underwater, obviously. But, you know, those are important disclaimers. You hold that breath. And then after you feel like you really need to breathe, then you go take a full breath in and hold that for 15 seconds. And then let go. And that's a round. And yes, people do three rounds, sometimes more, but three rounds. That's it. And it's extremely powerful. And I highly recommend you go do it. I mean, you can find YouTube videos of other people teaching you how to do this. You can just follow along with the example I just gave you. You can go look up Wim Hof, but something, but do it. It's so simple. It takes, I mean, to do three rounds probably takes about five to 10 minutes. Depends on how long you're holding your breath and stuff afterwards, but 10 minutes. And it changes the whole course of your day. I use this thing all the time. I use it every morning when I get up now. I use, so I do three or four rounds when I wake up in the morning. I do it uh, at least once, it's a, maybe twice a day, one to two rounds just for energizing. So if I'm tired in the afternoon, I'll do that. Um, sometimes before a run or before activity, I'll do that. Sometimes I just feel like I need it and I'll do it. Extremely important and extremely valuable. And here's why it helps with anxiety. It's calming. It's soothing. It's giving you oxygen. It's changing the way that you breathe. It's radically changing your physiology. And something about the breath hold, like breathing in a lot and then and then holding your breath, like you are activating your autonomic nervous system, which is your fight-flight response, your stress response, right? You might think that's a bad thing. No, actually, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to activate our stress response in ways that we're intended to by nature, which is short and in response to something, and then we let it go. So, you know, something's going to hunt you. You have to fight in some sort of life survival situation. Let's think evolutionarily here right now. Um, so you, you get activated and you fight it, and then oh, you're done. You got away or you, you know, vanquished your enemy, whatever it is, and then you're done. And that's actually really good because you get a surge of energy, you get all the cortisol and adrenaline and everything you need, and then you release, and then you just relax, and you go back to parasympathetic, which is your calm nervous system. However, in modern day, we don't live like that. We don't ever discharge. We're just in like permanent low-grade or high-grade stress. Fight, 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 flight, fight, flight. And then we get, oh, man, I just worked so hard today, and we're stressed out. All of these sort of vague fears about someone's going to be upset with me. I'm going to fail at that task. What if in the future I run out of money? And then that's all activating our fight-or-flight nervous system. We're tense. We're stressed. We're anxious. And then there's no discharge for it. So you get done with work, and it's like, well, you still got that shit to deal with tomorrow, or that fear about money is not handled. It's still there in the background. And then what we do is like, ugh, I got to get got to get away from that all. I got to take a break. And so we go watch TV or surf the net or, you know, go into our phones. We do something that's usually a distraction behavior, usually something absorbing. We eat some food. We get some drinks, something that releases a bunch of dopamine, which doesn't relax us. It actually amps us up even more, but it distracts our focus. So we feel better. We feel pleasure temporarily. But meanwhile, our nervous system is just stays in high, high mode. Think of it like as the RPM in a car. It's still at five or six or seven, which is unhealthy. Just going and going and going and going. 
So we need to find a way to discharge it. And this breathing is an extremely simple, powerful way to just discharge some of that. that, What it's doing is you're activating the cortisol and the adrenaline, but in a very short-term way. And in a way where you're not really threatened. You know, you you know you're not going to, something that's not chasing you. So you're safe. So so it doesn't have all the same uh, sort of fearful consequences. And something about the breath hold and holding your breath to your limit is really interesting. It's really um, good for you, in my experience. It's strengthening. And it's giving you some sense of power and something you can play with control over that, you know, a lot of our stress and fear comes from a lot of things that we can't control. So doing that breathing. Side note, though, when you're not doing this Wim Hof breathing, something else I've been doing, which is perpetually breathing in and out through my nose. I've trained myself to do that in the process of that. There's a great book about this called The Oxygen Advantage, if you want to check it out. But there's tons of benefits to breathing through your nose throughout the day. Just bent over to pick up the book here. So here's a few listed in his book, The Oxygen Advantage. His name is Patrick McEwen. Patrick McEwen. M-C-K-E-O-W-N. So uh, here's a few benefits of nose breathing. It imposes approximately 50% more resistance to the airstream, so it's harder at first than breathing it through your mouth. Let me just try it. Breathe in through your nose right now and then out through your nose. Mine's a little stuffy this morning. Then breathe in and out through your mouth. Do you feel like it's almost easier to breathe in through your mouth because there's no resistance? Even if your nose is totally clear, the passageways are way smaller than what you can just suck in through air. So there's more resistance. And that might feel uncomfortable, which is why we don't do it, but it actually, you get more oxygen as a result. 10 to 20 poor, 20, 10 to 20% more oxygen uptake. It's more of it's getting into your body. It also warms it. So it warms it all the way to body temperature. Whereas when you breathe in cold air, it goes straight in you know, to your lungs colder through your mouth. Uh, it also reduces a significant amount of germs and bacteria from the air you breathe. Your nose actually filters the air, so you're less likely to get sick. Um, it actually has a reservoir of nitric oxide, which is a compound that's very beneficial and healthy, apparently, for us. So there's tons of benefits. And breathing through our mouth, one other thing is, you know, breathing through our mouth is associated with some sort of fight or flight behavior. You know, we breathe through our mouth when we need to, when we need to breathe hard. <sighs> you know, you sprinted away, you just ran away. So when we're just breathing through our mouth all day in and out without any reason to, we're perpetually putting ourselves in a low-grade level of fight or flight, autonomic arousal, which again makes us for you know, makes us feel more anxious. So, making it, uh, breaking the habit of breathing through your mouth and then breathing through your nose, extremely beneficial. I'm not going to go into it super deep right now because I want to get to the other two hacks. But re- check out that book, The Oxygen Advantage, or just look up some stuff about nasal breathing. People who are into yoga have known this forever. Um, they do like you know some really kind of practitioners who are deep into it like spend a chunk of time each morning like clearing their nasal passageways and then doing all this pranayama stuff through their nose so there's something there that's worth checking out for you and if you want to take it to the next level you actually breathe in and out through your nose doing a lot of your exercise which um, simulates high altitude training very interesting stuff in that book but um, basically what breathing in and out through your nose does is it has you breathe in a way that's more calming to your body and it balances the uh, relationship between oxygen and carbon dioxide in your body. So that as well, that's part of the breathing hack. Nice. How you doing? You going to try it out? I really hope you do. I think it will benefit you greatly. So what's the next hack? 
The next one is dun, 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 no caffeine and no alcohol. But everyone kind of knows alcohol messes with you. It's like, duh, you know, I mean, so I'll put them together, but the no caffeine is the big one. The no alcohol, I think, is uh, in many ways a no brainer <laughs> from, from my own perspective. Now, this is if you want to feel no anxiety or less anxiety and more optimally charged and crush it in your life. The less alcohol you can take in, the better. Because alcohol just has a whole host of, I mean, it's, it depresses your nervous system. Uh, you're going to have rebound anxiety. That's a real thing. You should look it up. Uh, it's very obvious if you if you drink a lot, but even a subtle amount, you're going to have rebound anxiety, which means you suppress everything in your nervous system and you feel more calm as you drink. When the alcohol leaves your system, as your blood alcohol is reducing, you're going to feel some minor withdrawal. Now, that doesn't mean your hands are shaking and you got the what is that called? Delirium tremens. You know, you're like, I need to drink. I'm going to die. It's more just even if you just have a casual drink, a couple drinks with a friend the next morning or later that night, there's going to be a subtle form of rebound anxiety. And it might just be a little bit of tension. You might not even notice it or attribute it to the alcohol. You might just be worried about something or, or thinking about what you said or, oh, I just don't like my body right now. So I'm anxious about my appearance. It shows up in all these really subtle ways. And of course, if you're really hung over it, it's usually not so subtle. But that uh, has just so many, it doesn't, it's enough of a negative, net negative that, uh, and you know, a lot of the time people drink mainly just to feel comfortable socially. So if you learn to work on your social confidence, you don't need to, you just really don't need to drink at all. And you know, people that really start to crush it in life, if you study the people who are the most successful, and I don't just mean money wise and career wise, I mean like life most successful relationships, best athletes, best health. Um, the trend is no alcohol. So uh, this, whatever, wherever you are in that journey, uh, it's worth considering reducing and then eventually eliminating if you want to be free of anxiety, which you know some people want that more or less and they're willing to do more or less to get that. I personally was like, I want to feel optimal. Uh, I want to feel like the best I can every day. I want to have full high energy I want to feel optimistic. I want to be using my body. I want to be in a playful, fun mood with my kids. I want to be feel attentive with other people. I want to feel love in my heart. I want to feel grateful. I want to feel that every day. And so for me, it's like, well, what, what can I tweak? What do I need to remove? What do I need to add to feel that way more and more and more every day? But in addition to alcohol, there's no caffeine. This one's huge. I don't, I, remember, I don't know what the stats are. I should look them up. I remember when I was studying in graduate school in the, uh, uh, the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual for Psychiatric Disorders. They have, you know, all the drug-dependence um, stuff in there, alcohol dependence, um, opiate dependence, all that stuff. But they have caffeine dependence in there too. Now that one, I don't know what when it was updated, but it said like 85% of the American population has caffeine dependence. Could be higher, could be lower, depends on how you define it. But that seems pretty accurate. Most people are dependent on caffeine. Definition of dependence is you need it. Uh, you start to develop a tolerance. If you don't have it, you feel shitty. You know, basically what most people think of as addiction. But they call it dependence because addiction technically requires you to be having fucked up stuff going on in your life. Um, negative consequences occurring, all that stuff. And, you know, people usually don't have that from caffeine. They're not losing their job and, you know, breaking up their relationships because of caffeine. I'm sure it's happened. But it's unlikely, right? So, but we're but most people are dependent on it. And here's the thing: caffeine is a net negative in your life. 
it, it reduces the quality of your life overall. Now, I know this is going to be blasphemy to a lot of people. I'm just going to put it out there. You don't have to agree with this. You don't have to adopt this. And you can choose to continue to drink caffeine. And that's, that's really okay. You can still lead an extraordinary life. And here's a few things. Caffeine leads to anxiety. And just study it in your own experience. Study it while you're drinking it, while you're on sort of the high from the caffeine, however long that lasts for you. Study the crash. How do you feel four hours after you've had it or give or take? Just make more of a study. The more self-aware you become, the more you start to see how things affect you. Caffeine, alcohol, food, uh, certain people that you're around. And you start, if you really want to you know, enhance your life, then you start to make different choices. But just pay attention to it. Study it. Another thing that caffeine does is it messes with your sleep. Even if you're like, no, no, I just... Oh, alcohol does too, by the way. Even if you feel like you get you fall asleep quicker, you get worse sleep, lower quality sleep, more restless sleep, less deep sleep. Um, and then with caffeine, it just can mess with your ability to sleep, even if you drink it in the morning. And it's subtle, but people just don't... Um, it, people don't really pay attention to the subtle effects. But it could be a little bit harder time falling asleep, waking up in the night, feeling anxious, waking up in the morning and feeling anxious. Oh, but I drank the caffeine, you know, 18 hours ago. Yeah, but it's like this has this effect in your nervous system. It takes all that has a it's a cascade. So eliminating caffeine. And here's the cool thing about eliminating caffeine. You don't need it after a while. If you're eating healthy and clean, if you're sleeping well, if you are energizing yourself with oxygen and with using your body during the day, if you're taking care of yourself, basically, you do not need caffeine at all. I haven't had caffeine in years at this point. And you just don't need it. So it's really weird. And once you don't need it anymore, you see it like cigarettes. Like if you don't smoke and then you finish a delicious meal, like really satisfying, healthy, filling, you're like, oh, that was so good. You feel fulfilled. You feel like, ah, oh, man. Oh, I just did that the other day. I just, my wife made this delicious uh, vegan enchilada thing. And it was so healthy. It's like tons of beans and corn tortillas and all this stuff. And I and I ate like a, I just ate a lot. It was really filling. And I finished my last bite and I was like, ah. <laughs> and Zayim looked at me because he didn't. He was almost like, what What is that sigh about? Or was Dad upset or something? Because sometimes when I'm upset, I'll go, ah, you know, I'll exasperated sigh. But so he looked at me and I was like, oh, I just oh, that was really good. I feel really satisfied right now. And he's like, oh, okay. And it's a natural thing to do, right? Just fully satisfied. Now, if you smoke and you just finish that meal, ah, are you fully satisfied? No. What do you need? You need one more thing. You need to go outside and... Ah. You need to light up and get that little bit of nicotine in you. Then, then there's that satisfaction. You know, for a little while until the until the nicotine wears off, they need more. But the same thing with caffeine. You feel tired. Oh, I'm so tired. Oh, Jesus, I need it, I need it, I need it. You take it. Ah. Then guess what? You need it again. Then you need it again. Then you need it again. And look, just pay attention. What happens if you try to stop? You feel freaking terrible. You get headaches. You feel awful. That's usually a sign that something's probably suboptimal for you. So, um, what can you do? to reduce or eliminate caffeine. You know, you can stair-step down. If you drink a lot of coffee, can you drink less coffee? If you drink a lot of coffee, you want to switch to green tea. If you drink a lot of green tea, can you 
downscale it to something else? Can you do it less often? Can you have it watered down? Eventually, you can just get off it entirely, and it feels fantastic. Then there's not all these fluctuations in your energy level. And then it, here's the thing. And I was talking about this with Candice the other day because she was having a little thing with uh, chocolate. She would eat chocolate uh, more than she wanted to, uh, these little dark chocolate squares. She's like, I usually do it because I'm like trying to you know, get more energy or improve my mood. And um, I'm not telling her she should stop, by the way. She wants to stop, so she's coming to me about this. I'm not like lording over her. <laughs> you stop eating that caffeine. Stop eating that <laughs> chocolate. Um, I, I don't have anything against chocolate, by the way. I actually love to put um, cacao powder in my cereal. So I, I'm not against it. Although you might say, well, that's got caffeine in it. Well, well there you go. I guess I'm not a purist. In any case, um, she she's wanting to uh, stop using it. And I was like, Here, here's the thing, baby. Like, You can't get something for nothing. So you're feeling low in energy. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm low energy state. I don't want to do anything right now. Let me passively take this thing, this substance, whether it's you know, chocolate for her, but it's coffee or something or yerba mate, whatever your thing is. It's like, I'm just going to take this substance and then bing, I'm going to be given energy for nothing. It's like, it doesn't work that way. There's going to be a cost and the cost is going to come later. But check it out. If you, if you generate energy, you do something to get the energy, then you have it. Then it's yours. Then it's pure. Then it's clean and there's no side effects. So what do you do? Well, how about this? 30 times. Hold breath. Breathe in. Then let go. Then do it again. Do two rounds of that. I swear. Every time you're feeling tired, you do one or two rounds of that, you'll be in a totally different state. The only thing is when you're tired, do you want to do that? No. You're tired? Take off your shoes. Go outside and stand on the dirt somewhere. And if it's cold, go out with no sweatshirt. Be outside for just a couple minutes. Man, that'll zing you awake, right? If it's snowy, even better. People think you're crazy, but do it. Just just for a minute. You'll, you're safe. You're fine. You're not going to get frostbite. Just get out there and just, man. So if we do something, we activate that energy. That's what we need to do. So that's the second tip is um, no caffeine. Do something to activate your energy. Third one. Got to share it real quick here before we get to the end of the episode I also got this from Wim Hof. He's my homeboy. I've been studying him a lot the last couple months. Cold showers. As cold as it goes on the dial. If you have two different, you have a hot and a cold independently, just the cold. And if you have one of those ones that goes from cold to hot, then just all the way down, as low as it will go to still have water pressure. Cold showers. Look them up on YouTube. I can't, you know, there's tons and tons of benefits to them for your circulatory system. You have, you know, bajillions, that's an official word for my son, Zaim, bajillions of capillaries in your body. Those are the tiniest little blood tubes that carry the blood cells all the way down into the smallest, like, like think of like tree branches, down to the smallest level so you can get blood to all the different cells, all your extremities, all throughout your muscles, everything, all your organs, surrounded by, enveloped in capillaries, carrying the blood. And when we expose ourselves to cold, um, they constrict. That's why if someone's out in the cold for a super long time and they don't know how to regulate their body temperature, then they'll start to get frostbite in their extremities. They don't get frostbite in their stomach. They get frostbite in their fingers and their toes because your body's like, we're cold. Bring blood to the core. Keep the organs and the brain functioning. Forget the fingers. We'll deal with that later. Right? So they constrict. And then when you get out of the cold, boom, they flood open again. 
And that exercise of your circulatory system is so good for you. It flushes your body. It gets your lymph going. It does so many things for you. And just forget about the science. I mean, you can look up the science behind it. I think it's really interesting. Um, it strengthens you for in so many ways physically. It's good for your immune system. You get sick less, all this stuff. But forget about the science of it. Just do it as an experiment and see how you feel. Yes, it's going to be freaking uncomfortable when you first get in there. But when you're done, notice how you feel. Again, you're going to feel more energized, happier, mood elevation, more energy. And that's like a, a, that's my secret sauce. These days I'm getting up crazy early. I'm going to tell you how early I'm getting up. I'm experimenting with something called polyphasic sleep, which maybe I'll record another episode about. But I'm getting up super early. And the first thing, very first thing I do, even before I do the breathing or anything, is cold shower. 10 minutes in a cold shower. Just boom. It gets me going for the whole day. And then later in the day, if I'm tired or anything like that, I will uh, you know, do the breathing. But sometimes I'll just take a one-minute cold shower. Boom. It just feels so refreshing, so energizing. And it's so good. These things, this breathing, the no caffeine, the ice showers, they're like getting you more and more into your body and helping you release all this like tension that you're holding, all this stress and worry and these patterns of fear. And it's freaking awesome. I, I highly recommend you try these things. I really hope that you do. And your life will be better for it. I can't speak highly enough of these practices. So your action step might be obvious today. Let's talk about that. Time for action. 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 Your action step for today, other than to go to confidenceunleashednow.com slash event, and get one of those few early bird tickets that are left. Jeez, man, come come hang out. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, I really do think it'll benefit your life. You can also go to socialconfidencecenter.com slash, uh, or just go to Social Confidence Center and click the events tab, and you'll see a, a link there. Um, but today's the last day, so if you're on the fence, now's the time to do it. You won't regret it. Um, go to my website, and you know, you'll know you see tons and tons of success stories. And, it, and, and these people were at events, went to events, um, immersed themselves and made radical changes. And you can too. Don't believe any story in your mind that says you can't. And if there's any part of you that's like, oh my God, what if people knew that I came to an event about confidence? Like, you don't have to tell anyone. We've had people say they're just going to visit a friend in Portland. Like, keep it private. But once people like have some major breakthroughs, they start being able to tell people in a more relaxed way. Like, yeah, I'm going to a personal growth thing. And, and instead of being judged, most people are actually extremely curious um, because here's the truth. Most people are more anxious than they let on. Most people are uncomfortable socially. That's why their drinking is so rampant. Uh, I mean, just social drinking. Uh, most people are, are struggle to have deep friendships and deep relationships. That's not the unusual. That's actually the norm. So you're doing something truly extraordinary when you step outside of that and say, you know what, I'm going to focus on my own growth. So hope to see you there. And the action step from the content of this, the, the, the three surprising hacks, is pick one. I mean, ideally do all three uh, if you want to supercharge your life. But pick one, whether it's the, the Wim Hof breathing, the doing you know one round of 30 breaths. Start with that maybe. I recommend a couple more. You might as well just go all out. But um, reducing caffeine, stopping or reducing alcohol, or taking in a one-minute. Start with one-minute ice shower. You could even start with hot water first, regular shower, and then end your shower with one minute in ice-cold water, whatever you like. All right, enjoy. Until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are, to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. 
If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.